Hello and welcome to the WP Builds newsletter number 8. This newsletter is covering the week commencing the 9th of April 2018. Just before we begin, a shout out to our friends over at MainWP. If you fancy being able to update your WordPress sites all from one self-hosted solution, MainWP is your thing. If you go over to their website and use the offer code WPBUILDS, no spaces, all capital letters, you're going to get 25% off. Right, let's get stuck into the news. Um, over on the make.wordpress.org website, we find out that WordPress 4.9.6, the plan is to release that um, much sooner than expected. My guess is that this is to do with Gutenberg and the fact that GDPR compliance is going to be, there's going to be some moves towards doing that. So yes, um, it's going to be out quicker than normal. So, you know, don't sit on your laurels resting. It's going to be coming around before you expect it. Okay, the next item is for our friend David Von Gries because he has the page builder framework. And although it's worked um, very well with Elementor, it's now integrated much more tightly with Elementor. Or there are a bunch of locations that you can uh, choose to put your templates. So, for example, the pre-header, after-header, after-footer, that kind of thing. So if you're using Elementor and you haven't tried the Page Builder framework, uh, possibly a good idea to go check it out now. Okay, this is lovely. This is WooCommerce doing their bit for GDPR. Now, there's obviously an awful lot of scope for WordPress uh, e-commerce sites to have potential problems when it comes to GDPR because obviously you're taking uh, customer data and so on. And they've decided that they're going to put in a bunch of options uh, at the checkout, custom terms and conditions text in the checkout, uh, a label for that. Um, you'll be able to uh, better format inline descriptions. So, you know, you'll be able to tell them what the what data is going to be used and where it's going to be used. But also probably most interestingly, if you go to the end of the article I've linked to, they've got big plans to not just use this in WooCommerce, but to actually roll it into WordPress core. Obviously, Word WooCommerce is owned by um, WordPress ostensibly. So this is a great idea. And I think that the stuff that they're mentioning is really, really going to be helpful. Um, I would encourage you to go to the end of the article and you'll see a whole bunch of options that they've said that they're going to do. Things like putting um, in the profile area options to uh, request your data um, and then you can respond to those uh, requests and, and, and so on. And also um, you can ensure that those requests are actually not spoofed uh, because it's going to send out a unique email which they've gone, then got to check. Um, and click on the link. Anyway, great. I love the fact that WooCommerce have decided to help out in WordPress core for something that we're all going to need very, very soon. Perhaps that alludes to the um, the quick release of 4.9.6 that we mentioned earlier. Okay, very quick one. If you're on iOS and you use the WordPress um, mobile app, they are looking for people to test um, version 9.8. The um, few little features, the uploads are now asynchronous. Uh, pages that fail to load will now become marked as red and the input field for writing comments can now grow up to five lines. Minor tweaks, but if you're using the iOS app, that might be something you want to go and check out and help with. Okay, Tom McFarlane. I was having a conversation with somebody in my, or the WordPress group for WP Build, sorry, the um, Facebook group, and uh, I was talking to some people and saying, wouldn't it be nice if we could customize the admin menu so that 
anybody with a particular role could only see certain menus and, and if it was handled in exactly the same way that front-end menus are handled so you can just drag things and so on and so forth anyway Tom McFarlane has a similar idea and although this isn't particularly news as such it's a, a nice little article explaining his position on that and he highlights a few of the hooks that you can use uh, in order to make that happen with a little bit of coding okay the next one, uh, we're back to make.wordpress.org, and that's the fact that the theme review process is going to change a little bit in the near future. So up until now, we've had we've had streamlining processes, but right now it's still taking three months to get things um, authorized, if you like, and reviewed because there's just not enough um, people checking this stuff out. So what they've done now is they've decided to create a, a list of te tests, if you like, to pass. Um, and they're going to insist that people pass those tests, thereby putting the burden not on the reviewers, but on the makers of themes. Um, and essentially, if you don't pass those tests, it, it won't pass. Um, and if it does pass, then hopefully there's there's less review from uh, WordPress personnel and, and volunteers and so on. So I think that's a really nice idea. So if you're into making themes, it might be something to work to work towards. Find that documentation and then make sure that you're uh, sticking to it. Okay, um, a lot of talk at the moment about AI, and although I can't possibly go into this in great detail, um, AI and WordPress are going to happen. You know, there's going to be an awful lot done. For example, uh, it might be uh, checking for comments, spam, or improving SEO, or automatically translating text for users. Lovely article in the WP Explorer about this very thing. It's a nice long-form article explaining how AI is possibly going to affect your website building in the near future. So certainly worth checking out. Uh, last WordPress one is the fact that Elementor again has developed some developer documents. If you head over to the link that I've got beneath this, you'll be able to see that they've got code references. Um, so essentially, you'll be able to figure out exactly what's happening in every part of the Elementor rendering process, um, developer resources, so that you can figure out how to make your plugins and themes work really well with Elementor. This is new, and uh, it's a great step for those people who want to extend that platform. Okay, nothing to do with WordPress now, but uh, well, I suppose this one is in a sense, but it's more to do with hacked websites. It's the Securi hacked website report. Um, WordPress is, oh, it doesn't sound good this, but it's not as bad as it seems. Um, of all the CMSs that they've been testing, if you like, 83% of the ones that were uh, hacked were WordPress sites, followed by 13.1%, which was Joomla, and 6.5%, which was Magento. Now, that sounds really awful. This is covering 2017, but... Um, it's not quite as bad as it seems because most of the sites that they cover, I suppose, are WordPress ones. What's slightly nicer is if you look at the chart beneath that one, it demonstrates that the majority, well, WordPress does really well in keeping the platform up to date. 39.3% um, of uh, sites running WordPress are outdated, for example, compared to 65% for Drupal and 80% for Magento. So that's really good. Um, so I think WordPress doesn't doesn't come out of this too badly, but interesting to read. Um, certainly something that you may get some nice detail out of and pass it on to a client to reassure them if, if they've heard these rumors that WordPress isn't secure. Okay, um, this is talkmag.io, um, and they're talking about optimal content for, um, for oh, sorry, optimal length for content. 
basically, you can go through this article and it boils down to the fact that 2,000 words plus is really, really where you want to be if you're writing actual worded content. Apparently, if you write really long content, you know, 10,000 words, that kind of thing, there is a very, very marked increase in the amount of shares that you get. People see that as becoming authoritative. Um, I don't really do any of that, but interesting to note, if you are a content creator, this is maybe worth looking at because quite a bit of research has gone into it. Okay, two more. Second to last one. Um, this is on the deliciousbrains.com website, and they are comparing varnish with en Nginx and fast CGI to decide which is the fastest for caching. Um, last time they did this, a couple of years ago, um, Nginx smoked Nginx fast CGI smoked varnish and they wanted to see if this had changed. Well, it hasn't. It's still exactly the same. And that makes me feel good because on my server that I run, I've got Nginx fast CGI caching. So that's great. I feel good about that. But if you want to look at the, the juicy details in that, go for it. It's uh, linked underneath the player. And last but by no means least, this is going to be cool for everybody. Chrome and Firefox are now going to support a new standard for password-free logins. Now, before you run to the hills screaming, it's not quite as bad as, as all that because what they're working towards is some kind of like USB kind of device, something like a YubiKey or possibly something like biometric data, you know, the iPhone and mobile phones looking at your thumbprint and so on and linking that up instead of passwords. And it's been sort of demonstrated that really this is this is the way to go. It's more secure, can't be stolen. And, uh, and the, those two browsers are going to start supporting it by default. Now, apparently we don't know yet about Safari, but Apple is in the working group that is putting these uh, standards together. So you never know, maybe soon it'll be Chrome, Firefox and Safari, and then we've pretty much got all the bases covered. Okay, there you go. I hope you have a lovely day. Um, enjoy the news and I'll see you next week. Goodbye.